and welcome to Legally Bond, a podcast presented by the law firm Bond, Shannon King. I'm your host, Kim Wolf-Price. So on today's episode, we'll be talking with Brian Butler, who is the chair of the Management Committee at Bond and a member in Bond's litigation department. Hey, Brian, thanks for coming back to the podcast, this time as chair of the Management Committee since your term began January 1 of this year. Yeah, thanks, Kim. I'm really happy to be back. It is always kind of funny to record these with someone who sits like an officer or two away. That's true. And- and to be like on Zoom instead I, of... I can hear you. <laughs> like from both directions. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the legal industry is often portrayed as a sector that doesn't change much or change quickly. But in the last few years, change has been coming more quickly, I think, to legal practice. And I'm hoping today we can talk about your leadership role at the firm, your thoughts on the year ahead, and some of the changes that might be on the horizon for law practices and attorneys. So does that sound like a plan? Yeah, I'd love to do that, Kim. Thanks. Okay, so before we get to that, I hope you'll tell uh, listeners a bit about yourself. This isn't your first time on the podcast for a full episode, but that was actually potentially almost three years ago in uh, twenty early 2021 when you were on. So if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about your background, whatever you want to talk about, where you're from, college, law school, family, whatever you'd like to share. Yeah, no, thanks. And it that, that three years has gone by very quickly, which is... Yes. It's a testament to the success of this podcast, too, that, you know, we're still going strong. That's crazy. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah, so I'm a Syracuse native. I went to grade school and high school here in Syracuse. I went to Syracuse University for undergrad and then moved to Philly for a couple years of work and came back to SU for law school. And I clerked for a year, worked for a small law firm for a couple of years and ended up at Bond in 1999. And I've been here ever since. Commercial litigation is my practice area, but I've done done a lot more at the firm. And that's what really led to this current role that I'm in. So I mentioned that you're the chair of the management committee or MC, as we call it here. And that's the role you're currently in. But this, and you just kind of alluded to this, this isn't your first leadership role at Bond. So will you talk a little bit about some of the other roles you've held? Yeah. I mean, one of the great things about our firm that I think is incredible for, you know, the professional development of lawyers is the opportunity that we have to engage in leadership positions from early on in our career. So I started as an associate, as a member of our recruiting committee, which is an outward facing committee when we're out there looking for talent and, you know, worked with you, Kim, when you were in that recruiting yeah. law well, school chair. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, you know, that was really the start of my service to the, to the firm and those types of capacities. So in addition to working as a lawyer, serving the firm and in, in different capacities, like on the recruiting committee, but that, you know, from early on, I was involved in those, types of activities. And that extended out through my career. Most recently, I was the managing member of the Syracuse office and a member of the management committee. And now, you know, that's rolled into this position as chair of the management committee. So it's been, you know, from obviously the the legal practice is incredibly fulfilling, serving clients, getting great results for them. But serving the firm has been equally as fulfilling to me. So I'm I'm really excited to continue that service. And that's great. And I guess maybe we should back up just a little bit because we're talking about you being chair of the management committee, but maybe our listeners don't know 
what that means or why that's the phrase we're using. So do you mind telling the listeners a bit about that role? Yeah. So our firm is governed by a management committee. So it's a committee of seven people. I'm one of seven and, you know, I'm the chair of the committee. And I, and I really view that role as a facilitator. The committee engages in the day-to-day management of the firm, ensures that, you know, we're operating from a financial perspective in a sound manner, right? Sets our strategic goals and objectives throughout the year. And I'm there to assist the committee and facilitating all of those, those efforts. So I, you know, I really view my role as a collaborative role with other six members of the management committee rather than at the top of the org chart in our in our firm. So, you know, I think that's I think that's another, you know, great cultural element of our firm that we, you know, operate as a collaborative committee rather than one person kind of the top-down approach. I, I, it just it's it really sets the stage for other firm cultural aspects that I think are really important. Yeah, absolutely. And it would seem to me then that having chaired other committees and had other leadership roles, then that's even more helpful for you to have the role as chair of the management committee now, because all of those committees report to the management committee. They're sort of part, they operate on behalf of. That's right. And and you can bring those perspectives to the position as chair. So there's some context, right, to the decisions that we need to make, whether it's, you know, with respect to hiring whether it's respect to attorney development, whether it's related to compensation type issues, growth, right? Office management. So all those things have formed me over the years and have prepared me to, to start this position as chair of the management committee. Yeah. And while you've had those leadership roles throughout, you were always practicing full-time, serving clients and doing all, all of that. So this is a bit of a switch from full-time practice where you were always concerned with other people's businesses. And now your main concern is our business. Yeah, that that's right. And I'm still engaged in, in litigation with some of our clients and still involved, but the primary focus is going to be on the on the firm and the management of the firm. And again, facilitating the decision making of the management committee and working with attorneys throughout the firm, not only attorneys and other uh, management or leadership positions, but but really working with all the attorneys throughout the firm to make sure that they feel like they're supported and can produce the high quality legal services that you know we demand from ourselves and our clients demand from us. And so, because I, I alluded to the fact that we sit near each other, when I see you get when I see you get ready working for our clients, I see you like sitting at the side table, reading, going through everything, preparing. I've seen you doing that a lot on behalf of the firm now, right? And like this is, and trying to sort of switch and prepare for this role. So what are some of the things you've been doing to get ready for this? Yeah, you know, it's not far as the preparation is concerned. It's not a lot different than preparing practice law or preparing a case for a trial or, or preparing for a client meeting. You know, you, you apply the same skills to right. preparing for the activities of this job. So that hasn't been a significant change for me, the subject matter. Right. Changed, right. But how I go about it is no different than how I went about practicing law, which I think is, you know, I think is really important, right? Because we pride ourselves on educating 
ourselves, right? Having a full understanding of whatever topic it is that we're discussing or exploring, right. you know, preparing to present that topic to a group of people and presenting it in a way that's, you know, compelling, right? And informative exactly. and, and open uh, and honest, right? All those yeah. things that we expect ourselves to do when we're practicing law, the, all, the, all that applies to, to this position as well. Which I think is a great uh, approach to it. And I think, because I think lawyers often, we often forget that while people are practicing law, it's also a business, right? It's the business of private practice. So the business side is going to be a big part of your daily life now, client work and, and that as well. But now the business side steps into a bigger role for you, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. We have administrative leaders that are business people, right? We have a COO that is responsible for the day-to-day business aspects of our firm. But I have to have a full understanding of the business of Bond, Shenick and King and how we can most effectively and efficiently serve our clients' needs and, and support our attorneys throughout the firm in that endeavor, right? So that's that's what I have to focus on every day. And, and run, running the business is a huge aspect of that. And also motivating people in the right way yeah. to do the best work that we possibly can for our clients. That's a big part of it as well. Absolutely. And so, and from 1999, we weren't, when you started here, we weren't a 300 lawyer firm. So it operates differently than it did then. It, it does. I, you know, the fundamentals are still there and the cultural aspects of our firm are still there. And as a firm grows, we have to work really hard to maintain that. And so that's so whether we're a 50 lawyer firm or a 350 lawyer firm, we're going to try to maintain the culture that has made us the firm that we are, that has allowed lawyers in the firm to have lifelong successful careers here and have allowed us to serve clients for many, many, many years. So that's really, really important. And so that doesn't, that doesn't change. It's, there are more touch points, right? There are more people that we need to talk to, to reinforce our culture. And so that takes more time and more effort, but the fundamentals are, are still there. Well, the effort is worth it to keep that solid foundation that we've had. Absolutely. And and it's, you know, just in preparing for this role, and, and this is how I'm going to approach it going forward, I spent a lot of time talking with lawyers throughout the firm about their practices, about what support they need to be as successful as they can be, what support they need to, you know, serve our clients and the capacity that we demand of ourselves right. to serve them. I spent a lot of time talking to all of our staff members as well, who are integral members of our team. And so it's not, you know, it's not only, I mean, we are a law firm and we focus a lot on the attorneys, but can never forget that there's a massive support group behind us that, that allows us to do the things that we do every day. And so you know, talking to them and understanding what their concerns are and what their goals are and what their professional development aspirations are is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a good segue then to one of our other topics, the changes to the legal sector, because some of what you're talking about is like how we have to manage that 
as a law firm, but still keep the client service central to everything and manage everything else that's happening in the world and growing teams. So the law and private practice in particular is a large industry and changes are often driven by technology and they're happening faster than ever. So are there a few things that you see on the horizon that you know will be things that you'll be tackling over the next few years? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. And, you know, in the history of the practice of law, my 27 years in practice isn't that long, right? It's like a blip. Yeah. And the the changes during that period of time have been unreal from how we, you know, I practiced when I was a first year associate in a small law firm to how we practice now. It's just, it's night and day, literally. There were no, there were, weren't even Blackberries. There were not Blackberries. People don't believe us that there weren't Blackberries yet. And I think we did word processing on the first series of the IBM. Yes. <laughs> not matrix printers, but so, so in that 27 year period, it's just been, it's been a dramatic change in how we deliver services to our clients. And just like everything else, that progress is much more rapid now, right? Set aside the generative AI, just the tools that we have at our disposal. And frankly, that our clients have yeah. at their disposal to help us provide them with effective services. It's tremendous. You add the generative AI to this and, you know, we really need to explore that in a variety of ways. And probably the most important is, can we use that technology to more efficiently and effectively provide services to our clients? And we need to do that kind of exploration with respect to each of our practice groups. And, you know, some some clients may decide that, you know, they they don't want their law firms to use generative AI. Others will others will want us to do that. So we need to be prepared to harness this technology for the benefit of our clients. And time is now to do it, right? Exactly. And so we, we've developed a group that's ex- exploring this and is very active in determining, you know, how we can uh, use this to to help us provide the best service possible to our clients. Yeah, I can't imagine how many hours you've spent on it because I know how many hours I've been in meetings with you about this already, like in how many trades. So it's something that like we're constantly working on. Right. And, and you know, the I think some people think that the you know change to our industry will be more rapid than others. But even if even if we're on the the back end of those projections, right? We may be looking at you know much different ways that we employ to provide services to our clients in three years than we do now, yeah. right? And so you know it's it's in the near term that these things are changing, so we have to be ready for it. Absolutely, and I think that the way everyone here is approaching that and collaboratively working on it is going to be a huge asset to our clients. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like, like I said, clients are eventually going to demand it or, or at the very least know that their lawyers can use this and harness it for their benefit. Right. And, and we all win, right. If we can provide more effective and efficient services, right. We, we win because we're delivering a better work product and the clients win too, because they're getting it more efficiently in a cost-effective manner as well for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people always make fun of lawyers that, you know, we're not begin to change, but I, I think everybody's been pretty on board with trying to learn this and and figure out what we need to do to practice law at the highest level using 
the new technology that's out there and figuring out how it fits in. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing about that, and which I think is another great aspect of our firm, is we, we do have regular rotation of people in and firm leadership. And right. when that happens, I think people are very open to new ideas and to changes and aren't resistant really at all. So I think the, you know, this is a perfect time for for us to really dive into this. And I think the attorneys and our other team members and staff will do that with open arms for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Besides all of that, there of course are new clients and industries and economic opportunities moving into the many different regions that we serve. One of those is the Micron Investment in Central New York, which you've talked to us about before. And of course, the Semiconductor Corridor in Central and Western New York. And then in our other regions and our other sectors, higher ed and you know intellectual property and ev- everything else we do, things are popping all over the place. But are these changes that you're focusing on both on the practice side and the business side of the firm? Yeah. You know, on the practice side, well, stepping back, the development and manufacturing in upstate New York is something that we haven't seen in decades. And maybe our um, lifetime. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And so, you know, we're focused on making sure that we are ready as a firm to assist our clients and growing with with that growth. We're not, you know, we're not only focused on the companies that are looking to locate in upstate New York to, you know, support this massive growth in advanced manufacturing, but we're also preparing to work with our clients so that they can benefit from this growth as well. So it's, you know, it's a multi kind of multifaceted approach that we're taking to prepare ourselves and our clients for this growth. On the business side, I think it also provides us with a lot of opportunity. I mean, we have significant community involvement throughout our firm. And the companies that are locating here want to be involved in the communities yeah. as well. They want to be valued participants and the work that that we're doing. And it's great to be able to, you know, partner with them, to develop relationships with them, to share ideas with them, to recruit with them, right? Yeah, exactly. When people come into town to work for a new company and you know, have a family member that's a lawyer, they're going to come and talk to us, right? So okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits to the growth that we're seeing and we are absolutely preparing for for that. That's great because we're preparing not only for ourselves but for our existing clients and then the future clients who will likely come along as well. It's absolutely. exciting. It is exciting. There's a lot happening. So you're just a few weeks into your first year as chair of the management committee. So any thoughts you'd like to share on the year ahead? I mean, really optimistic. You know, like I said, I think people throughout the firm are ready for the change that's ahead of us. Not, yep. not because I've taken over as chair, but because of all the opportunities that we have relating to the things that we've discussed, right? The growing economy in upstate New York, the advances in technology, the efforts that we're undertaking to explore, you know, how we're going to use that and harness that to benefit us and our clients, all of those things people are really excited about. And, you know, we're, we've been on a pretty steady growth trajectory in the firm over the past few years. And, and we're going to look to 
continue to do that. We're going to look in each of our markets to determine the practice areas that provide synergies with other practice areas in those markets. What are the needs in a particular market that we need to fill to service our clients and prospective clients? But but we want to grow in the right way. And we've done that a lot of success in the past and and bringing lawyers on that share you know, our vision and values and practice law, like we have historically practiced law. So, you know, we're going to keep true to our fundamentals, culture and values, but, you know, we're going to continue on that trajectory that we've been on in the past. That's great. Sort of true to who Bond is. And um, I've said this for years before I even got here, like Bond doesn't grow to grow. It's when it's strategically the right move. We used to grow organically, right? Through- You know, somebody would start as a summer associate and they would stay here for the remainder of their career. That type of longevity at a firm is not as prevalent as it used to be. Um, And, you know, we we still continue that, though. That's still a tradition at our firm. We hire associates that, you know, during the summer that we hope will spend their careers with us. I think we talked to one of those today. Absolutely. That's right. Yes. But, you know, the exploring opportunities with more experienced lawyers and law firms is also a great way to grow as long as we can ensure ourselves that those synergies are met and that they share our values and and vision. That's great. Well, thank you, Brian, for coming back to the podcast. You should know that now that chair of the management committee, producer Kate has at least three more episodes in mind that you'll um, she'll be bringing you back for. So get ready for the next <laughs> several episodes. Um, I, you didn't see that fine print, I don't think. <laughs> so no, it's thanks. always fun. It's always fun to talk to you and to do this. And, and you and Kate are doing a great job. Thank you. We're it's having fun. Your major milestones in the past year for the for the podcast. So it's really great. Yeah, it's been good. So thanks again. And I'm really looking forward to the year ahead and the next era of Bond. So thanks, yes, Brian. So much. Thanks, Kim. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Legally Bond. If you're listening and have any questions for me, want to hear from someone at the firm, or have a suggestion for a future topic, please email us at legallybond at bsk.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Legally Bond wherever podcasts are downloaded. Until our next talk, be well. Bond, Shenick, and King has prepared this communication to present only general information. This is not intended as legal advice, nor should you consider it as such. You should not act or decline to act based upon the contents. While we try to make sure that the information is complete and accurate, laws can change quickly. You should always formally engage a lawyer of your choosing before taking actions which have legal consequences. For information about our communication, firm, practice areas, and attorneys, visit our website, bsk.com. This is Attorney Advertising. Mm-hmm.